The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This week on Blitz, what do you think benefited the Bills more? Tom Brady leaving or their offseason pickups? Plus, we dig into the madness of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. All that and more. So sit back and crack a cold one from a safe social distance. It's time to get Blitz. Welcome to Blitz, where we talk football and rate popular drinks at the same time. It's the start of our fourth season on the air. Although it's not quite the kickoff to the year that we had envisioned (laughs) uh, due to the global lockdown because of the rampant COVID-19 virus, the coach and rookie are the model for social distancing by joining tonight's broadcast by phone. Although coach is calling in on a pay phone, which I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> when, I need some recorders. Yeah. <laughs> when we hear He's the op- Walmart parking lot. Right <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guys, sports have been canceled for the time being, and we may not even see football start on time in September. And recently, I don't know if you've seen this, but ESPN tweeted out a video of a guy who could make five pizza boxes in like 30 seconds. So like that's what qualifies as sports now on ESPN. So what else do you think will qualify as sports over the next four to six months? <clears throat> Figure skating? Golf? Um, oh, wait, those, those won't happen either. Well, okay, you're, you're talking sort of more non-sports. I think so. I think that that's okay. fair. Oh, okay. So, so like curb stomping? Is that in there? <laughs> what neighborhood do you live in? <laughs> I'm in Walmart, okay? Yeah, wow. what Walmart are you in? What is it? <laughs> Detroit? You're in a Detroit Walmart. <laughs> uh, I got one. I got one. Right, I'm, all right. going, oh, rookie. I'm going meta here. I think avoiding coronavirus will become an elite sport. Oh, I like that like, a lot. You know, I'd love to see just a group of people in a field somewhere, like taking their dogs for a walk in a and a referee kind of flagging a guy when he gets close to another guy. I love it. Like penalty, penalty, <laughs> you know, within, within two feet. I love it. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Hey, what about, what about uh, toilet paper hoarding? That could be, that could be a sport of sorts. Holy cow. You could basically launch people into a Walmart fully stocked with toilet paper and just, yeah, it goes. Hey coach, yeah, I, have a, yeah. I have a question for you. Are you literally yeah. putting the receiver in your mouth right now as you talk? I'm just curious. <laughs> Maybe I get a little excited there. With yeah, the a little bit, a little bit. You know, you're yeah, on yeah. a public phone. Like, cool it. Okay, take it easy. 
Uh, Choking so, hazard. You know, you know that game that you, you see every once in a while where those people wear those bubble suits and they go running. They play that soccer oh, game oh against boy. each other. Like I'm yeah, thinking yeah, that I'm thinking that that's the sport that's going to happen. Except it's going to be full dome. You're fully encased. <laughs> I mean, you'd have no, to be. Just have elite to. bubble boy. Introducing tonight's starting lineups. The coach. Seriously, I did not know about this. This is so awesome. The rookie. Get out there and smash. And stats. I'm just the stats guy. I have no idea. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. That's, That's my thing. kind of my thing. As you know, we don't believe in rationing our alcohol. So when the masses started hoarding alcohol in preparation for this global shutdown, uh, we were left a little high and dry because, you know, we're not that proactive. Uh, at least I was. <laughs> So tonight, I'm being forced to drink that bottle of booze that was always in the back of my liquor cabinet, but I never really paid attention to. So, yep, tonight, I'm enjoying a nice, chilled glass of blue curacao. What are, what are you oh, guys having tonight? <laughs> so, I've, I've actually, I had two hidden back. There were lots of dust on them. Oh. Uh, so, I've, I've chilled some champagne. Some old bad bottle. Oh my god! <laughs> and then and then I chased it, not chased, it, but I put on top of it Cointro. What are you stuck wow. in an episode of Sex in the City? What is your deal? <laughs> it's got you're a you're a mad scientist over here. I am. It's, are you it's ever. glorious? Actually, it's really bad, but that's okay. That's Rookie, what are you I, having um, tonight? I have a an eight year old frozen pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade <laughs> <laughs> that I've been using. I've been using as an ice pack for the last eight years whenever I get a banged up knee or something. I love it. Oh, my God. And it's pretty great. You just pour it into your glass, and oh. it's a, it's basically like a Bellini. I love it's it. It's nice. It's so okay. good. All right. Well, should we get on? Should we go on with this? What, what are we doing? Well, we're going to talk for, We're going to talk football. What's football? Uh, exactly. You know what? Right? A perfect segue for our first down. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. First down. Guys, which will have a bigger impact this year for the Bills? Tom Brady leaving the AFC East or the Bills mm. adding Stephon Diggs on offense and Josh Norman, A.J. Klein, Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, and Quinton Jefferson to the defense? <laughs> Jesus. Tom Brady. It's, it's Tom Brady. Oh, come really? On. <laughs> oh, come on. No, it, it is. It is. Come on, guys. There's no other. Don't get me wrong. They are responding to Tom Brady leaving very well. They have. They got. They got no holes anymore. They're. They're really good. And if as long as Josh Allen can ball out, then oh my god, if he takes a leap forward next year, then they're fucking cool as hell. They yeah. might need some help on at running back, but they're pretty. They're a cool team. They're a fun team to watch now. Yeah, um, but, but Singletary is going to become the bell cow, man. Well, he was. Don't get me wrong. Single Singletary won me my fantasy league oh. last year. Hey, hey, coach, how long did that take? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just, it took longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But but no, no, no. But but that's the only real question mark, I think. But this is all because Tom Brady left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I would love to see Brady back with the Patriots because I, I mean, I said my my thing in jest. The Bills loaded up, you right. know that that their off season was amazing, right? And and in places of need and with great players, uh, they they should be a powerhouse. And I would love to have seen them take over the take down the Patriots 
with Brady at the helm because right. I think they they would have this year. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's just too much there. There's not enough in in New England. Brady's of course on the decline, and and you're right, Allen has to ball out. He no, he's not the ball. Allen has to improve. His yeah, accuracy has to improve. You know, because yep. he's pulling, he's balling out in certain ways, of course, in terms yeah. of his scheduled plays and his running, and he's making he does make opportunistic plays, but he's just not consistent enough to drive after drive, of course. Yeah. And so, but with that talent around him, and and you're right, Singletary, the the running game does need to come up, but that that that's a healthy game. They'll be a fun team to watch in uh, 2021. Oh, for sure. But think about Josh Allen. So Josh Allen's when he came into the league, his top receiver was uh, fucking Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, that's not good. And oh. and Kelvin Benjamin, I don't even think I think I don't even think he's in the NFL anymore. But then they they surrounded him with weapons. They got Cole Beasley. They got John Brown. And look at what he that did from year one to year two. And then they give him like an actual true number one elite kind of route runner dude and digs like this guy and then and their tight end situation is really good like i just i don't know man he, you're right he doesn't have to ball out he just has to sling fucking like cannon towards digs and just score digs needs 15 touchdowns and that's that's all and they're just they're laughing but oh no it's such a shame we'll never see this bills team beat the brady-led yeah. patriots it is it's such a shame how amazing would that have been if there was a turning of the tide with like two, three years left of Brady oh, fair enough. where the bills just took a run at them? Oh my God. Well, they, they, they scared them plenty last yeah. year. Remember, I mean, yeah, they, they, they lost that game at home by turning the ball over five times and they barely lost that game. What's that? Is that why Brady left? You Ooh. think he was looking around it's and called he was saying, the writing on the wall. Come on. Conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Did yeah. The bills, force Brady out? Oh, yeah. I think that narrative could wow. get some traction. I like that. Right? Yeah. Let's build, Starting here. Let's build you heard it here first. I'm going to take not Brady leaving, but I'm going to taking. I'm gonna be taking the, the, the beefing up on defense, even though they had a couple of losses, um, some free agency signings away. But also, Stephon Diggs, um, if you listen to Dan Orlovsky, he was saying that he absolutely loves Diggs going to the Bills because – not only they've got their inside receiver, right? They've got Beasley. Mm-hmm. They've got their outside mm-hmm. receiver, and Brown had a fucking great year. He had a career yeah, year last year. So did Beasley, though. So did that's Beasley. true. Caught sixty plus balls, right? And then yeah. now you've got a guy who can be an inside and outside guy. I mean, he is a mm-hmm. he's a matchup nightmare, which is terrific. Yeah, so is. even though I don't expect Diggs to have a phenomenal year, he's going to open up so much more stuff. And that's what I really think is exciting about this offense because where they did suffer last year is that they just couldn't put points on the board when they really needed to. They had to rely on that defense. So they've gotten stronger. However, uh, I think they've gotten immensely stronger on offense. Do you think think Diggs going to Buffalo is kind of similar to, like, uh, Odell going to Cleveland? Like, you know, Odell, I know it's it's not a direct one-for-one, but we were expecting, like, Odell, true number one wideout, going to you know a quarterback that can sling it, and he just had pedestrian numbers. But what he did for the other players, you know, he opened the game right up. He, do you think it's going to be similar to that, or do you think Diggs actually goes off? Like, do you think? Uh, I don't think that Diggs has a phenomenal year. I think that Diggs opens stuff up because, remember, with Allen, there's some comfort with Beasley and Brown now. Because he's he's had them in the system yeah. for a year, so I, I think that you're going to see 
probably everybody's numbers homogenize a little bit because I think I read the other day that um, the Bills now have the only wide receiving core now where both they had two receivers go over a thousand yards and another receiver go over 60 catches. So, I mean, that's got to even out somewhere. And uh, so you might see production come down somewhere. Um, But let's be honest. I think that the Bills are still built to run the ball. And, you know, they, they want to be able to control the clock that way. They don't want – I don't think – I don't think McDermott wants this to be, a, you know, a 30-point-a-game a offense. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants no. to grind out and, uh, and win with ball control. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like that, and, and you have to build a running game because that's, that's how you – especially especially in that part of the world too, right? It's cold, cold in November, December, and they, that's how they want to play. So I, I totally agree with that. But, I mean, you want that incredible possession type receiver because – Diggs isn't that massive guy on the outside, but he, you're right. He, he is that he's that inside zone beater guy that just finds holes and is, is a very, very um, sure-handed catch guy. And he's just, like you said, he's a matchup nightmare because he's going to be up against the strong safeties and stuff the other time. Like he's, he's going to make a lot of first downs for Buffalo this next year. We're asking all the wrong questions here, guys. You oh, asked that question. Oh shit! <laughs> it's so long. This this mic's hard. Lemonade thing is. Oh it's man, sneaky, it's really wearing on you. Good. Yeah, it's good. Sneaky good. good for you. <laughs> no, but what I'm curious about is what are the, what happens to Frank Gore? Is Frank Gore coming back? I think he's, he's done. Right. You think he's done? He I, has no plans. He's not retiring. Yeah, he made that clear. Yeah, that's true. I don't I know, don't, but because we talked about something there, we said that. You know, the, the only kind of question mark they would have, because on offense, I mean, um, is is at running back because they got a guy who played for half a season. Can he do it over 16? And Frank Gord helped them really shore that up. But is he coming back? 16 years. He's I, a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah, so yeah, and, they, and they haven't rushed to sign him. But you know what? That doesn't yeah. mean anything. Sometimes yeah. these teams wait until after the first game to bring a guy in because they don't have to guarantee a salary. So, yeah. so who yeah. knows what's going to happen there? He's thirteen hundred yards away from Walter Payton, so that's that's what that's about a year, one season with yeah. Buffalo. Wow, we'll probably, yeah. probably, probably two because he's not going to get probably two. Yeah. No, we'll give him two, one and a half. Yeah, <laughs> in good years, he's thirty-seven, man. Yeah, yeah, he's that's crazy. He just needs to be like a player coach, like an old school player coach. Well, where, do you think, where, do you, where do you think Todd Gurley is at 37? <laughs> in a wheelchair? What? <laughs> Not in the NFL. Yeah, I no. don't think so. No. no, he's slinging a used Chevy at you. Oh, my God. Detroit in the Walmart parking lot that Bill's oh. recording from. Oh, my God. <laughs> Second down. I hate you. suck why we hate tom brady so uh so tom brady okay so of course of course you know he he goes down to and he signs with tampa of course because that's what you do uh when you're sure. tom and you and you leave this bleeding carcass in new england which is their salary cap hell thanks so much tom for that uh mm-hmm. so you go down to tampa and apparently the only uh. thing he asked for when he showed up 
was the other players. Cucumber water. Phone, the other, yeah, that too, right? The other players' phone numbers <laughs> is what he wanted. And I think oh, he God. wanted the other players' phone numbers for two reasons. One is to get his trainer, Guerrero, to sign them all up for the TB12 method for $58 a month. But also, I think mm. that he just wanted Chris Godwin's number so he could steal his fucking number. And I think it's, like, unforgivable that this guy would go down into Chris Godwin's home and ask him as a pro bowler, and or he should be a pro bowler if he hasn't been in the pro bowler, in the pro bowl, to, for his number. I mean, this guy's an established pro, and he's just going to steal this number 12. Like, what's Tom Brady done in Tampa? Nothing. He's done. He might have won a couple of Super Bowls there. But it doesn't matter. What else has he done in Tampa? Like, nothing. And he wants number 12? This is bullshit. So you're more pissed off at Brady or Godwin? Or a, both? Bit, a bit of both. But the, I mean, both. to be honest, I mean, we all know. We all know I, that Tom's going to wind on. up with number 12. We all know that's going to happen. Right? But, I mean, come on, Coach. The segment's called Why We Hate Tom Brady, not Why We Hate Chris Godwin. <laughs> 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 I think we talked about that big show. Why We Hate Chris Godwin. Okay. It's no coming. It's coming. <laughs> It's coming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, yeah. I just want to make sure. I, I new, intro, uh, new intro. New intro was Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Here we go. <laughs> He's got nothing else to do. <laughs> I'd like to hear your feelings on this. Well, I'll stand up for Godwin in, in one aspect. If Brady, assuming your thesis is correct, if Brady does want number 12, fair enough, Godwin has to give it up to the quarterback because as a receiver, the quarterback decides who to throw the ball to every play. And you piss him off, he may not throw you the ball. So I get it on the Godwin side. I got, fair enough. You know, give it up to the quarterback. He makes a decision who gets the ball every play. So that that's cool. Brady wise, I'm kind of with you. Shockingly, stats. I, I think I think if he see he wants to set up a new legacy, then yeah, be be number twenty one. You know, or whatever. You know, be be a defensive back. Yeah, be no, biz- but, uh, be bizarro, Tom Brady. Right. Like, reverse the numbers. <laughs> Right, right. Go from an iconic winning franchise to an iconic losing franchise. He's already done that, so switch right? up the numbers. I think because you know he's, it's not going to work there. I, I'm not not feeling not feeling good about him him being there. So yeah, switch it up. Kind of denounce the TB12. Leave that as it is up in the northeast there, and just go and retire in Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's what they can do. Just retire. But you, but you know he's going to go after it because of that whole stupid TB12 method bullshit. Like, he's, it's not called the TB21 method in Florida now. Like, it's just not going to happen. But there's a very good chance that it's going to be really bad advertising for TB12 the next couple of years. So you think TB21 <laughs> might work well? I think it will. It's, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the weight gain product. Oh, that's nice. Wow. That's, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> are you looking to degrade your performance? Are you looking to increase your rate of aging? Would you like to make more money? <laughs> <laughs> These are all good pitches. I like it. I like it. This is we'll good. We'll start the 21 brand. Rookie, what are your thoughts on this bullshit? <laughs> Look, I'm I'm outraged. Good. I'm, I'm beside outraged. myself. I'm livid. Because it's very clear what's happening right now. So Tom Brady, he, he rolls on into this organization. And before he came, by the way, by the way, for sure. So he announces he's going to the Buccaneers. He hasn't signed anything. 
because there wasn't anything signed. They were doing contract negotiations, which Brady was not a part of. I can guarantee you that. His personal trainer was doing most of his contract negotiations at yeah, this point. Yeah, I go died by that. But so so he rolls on in and all he requests uh, first of all, Godwin comes out. First things first. Because any savvy journalist is saying to themselves, I'm gonna go ask Godwin, the current number twelve of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke him and prod him. Yep. I'm gonna say, you know what? This is the only news I got because I got nothing. I got nothing. All I got at Tampa Bay until this contract is signed, until the specifics come out, until all the blah, blah, blah. All I got is if Tom Brady comes, will you give him number 12? Correct. And and Godwin says the right thing, by the way. Godwin goes, I don't know. You know, I, I, I can't answer that right now. I don't know how I'm going to react. Don't know if the number is going to be his. Don't know if I'm going to keep it. I don't know. So Tom Brady rolls in probably, what, two, three days later? Oh, yeah. To the organization. And what does he request? He requests the phone numbers of every member on that team. And this is where I get angry, okay? Because yeah. Tom Brady reads that headline over the paper, and he goes, this motherfucker isn't going to give me number 12? Right. I'm going to steal every number in your life. Wow. And so he requests the phone numbers of the players, and he contacts the service providers and says, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy his phone All number. Want. All I want is Chris Godwin's phone number. Love it. He goes, this fucking guy, I'm going to take number 12 and I'm going to take your personal con. Even worse, actually, because you know how painful it is to replace your phone number? Couldn't agree it more. It is brutal. It's true. He goes, I'm going to steal your personal cell number. Wow. And I'm going to just have it. I'm not even going to use that phone. It's just going to sit on my bedside table, and I'm going to read all the texts that come to it. Wow. That's that's the kind of guy Tom Brady. That's the kind of guy Tampa Tom is. That's right, Tampa Tom. Do you know Tampa what? I also Tampa Tom is a different be- – I, I loved – I fully supported what he was doing in, in New England. But oh, Tampa course, Tom, yeah, this, yeah. Guy's, this guy's Tom. a different he's – a, he's a piece of shit. I, I can't <laughs> – I'm, I'm here with you, man. I'm, I'm right with you here, Stats. I did, guys, I did notice that Chris Godwin's Instagram account went down suddenly as soon as Tom Brady rolled into town. Coincidence? Absolutely. I think oh, not. I think yeah, Tom not. Brady has legally changed his name to Chris Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans traded all-world wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a signed Larry Fitzgerald jersey. So what movie, in your opinion, best represents this trade? Who wants this? I think Coach wants it. If I go first, people forget it, so that's good. Um, So... (laughs) So I had kind of had a couple here. I have an honorable mention to go really, really quickly. So uh, 127 hours is that movie with that dude that went hiking and then got his hand wedged and he had to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think nice. was, that wasn't too bad, right? A good starter. Uh, but it doesn't really epitomize the dick and the idiot that uh, O'Brien is. Wow. So I, want, I wanted to move on to something else. I, I actually uh, came upon Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, what? Are you calling Ferris Bueller a dick? 
Well, it's a great movie. It's a great. It's it's one of the best. And uh, but I, I'm I want to focus on Principal Bruni. Oh, okay. If you remember how much of an ass clown this guy was. I don't trust this kid any further than I can throw him. Well, with your bad knee, Ed, you shouldn't throw anybody. So he's he's caught. He's, Cock of the walk, he's, he's cocky, he's angry, he's, he's just, he wants to own everything, like the room, the halls, he's, he's just, and, and he's desperate to try and, like, outdo these guys, especially, of course, Ferris Bueller. And as we know, and I won't, no, no plot spoiler here, it's a little old, but basically, <laughs> these these kids are basically outsmarting this arrogant, cocky, ass-clown principal. And I think that sums up O'Brien really well with him and pretty much anyone in the league right now. I mean, he is just getting owned by any gm out there i mean any gm's probably they're, they're probably calling them like every day hey hey you know how's your quarterback looking right now want to trade for him i mean like who wouldn't call this guy to make a trade because he's just done stupid things for yeah. as long as i can remember oh is that it you're done i'm done I'm oh done. oh excellent <laughs> oh good one coach hey you still got 10 minutes on the clock <laughs> you want to say something <laughs> no i'm actually i'm actually gaming right now so i gotta kind of oh, okay <laughs> okay, Rook, hey, you know what, Coach? Good job. Thank you. Great job. Good job. Great job. Clearly, Rook you're terrified it. because of this virus. So I, I understand <laughs> you put in minimal effort there. I, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Love it. Great job. Rookie, what oh. do you got? Okay, so this trade, there's only really one option for me. Um, Bill O'Brien is M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, and, yes. And this trade is the happening. Oh, I love it. So love there's it. a couple reasons. It's because this isn't the first time he's pulled this on us. Mrs. Jones, could we talk calmly for a second? Just hear me out. See, I'm a teacher. You know? Yes. This isn't the first time he's been given a $50 million budget, a $100 million budget, and full control over writing, directing, producing, and acting credits. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, this this is the same dude who traded two first round picks, I believe, for Kenny Stills and and Tunsil from Miami. Oh, and Miami God. was basically like, "We're gonna have to get rid of this guy. We're gonna have to be blown away." And then Bill O'Brien's like, "Hold my beer. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind right now, guys." <laughs> So, so, and he's also done it. He's done quite a few really tainted away Jadavian. He didn't even get a first round pick for that guy. I mean, this isn't the first time. So the Jadavian pick is kind of like, to me, it's kind of like signs yep. from 2002, you nice. know, Mel Gibson. Oh, sure. The Tunsil and, and uh, what do you call it? Skills pick is like lady in the water. You see this trend here? Is it possible? There are no coincidences. He's oh. slowly amassing oh, after getting the job because of maybe some success in years past, like wow. the Sixth Sense, for instance. Or at the same year, Stuart Little. Do you guys know that he directed Stuart Little? Did he? Well, yeah. Wow. So he's got some. He's got some stuff here. So he's got right? some chops. Okay? He's got some chops. He's got some chops. But but that got him that got him in the door that got him the gig and since then it's been a rapid decline. Yeah. But here's my last point: it's not over yet. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> we we still have the last Airbender and After Earth. We oh, still are waiting it. for these movies. I love it. <laughs> these <laughs> movies to come out because he's his own fucking boss. 
This guy's not going anywhere. Wow. He's gonna he's gonna nuke the place before he before someone tells him, "Look, M Night, like you're done. Sorry, yeah. you're done. You're, wow. you're blackballed." Okay, so by this rationale, nice. the Osweiler move was it had to be the village. It was the village. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, I see yeah. right through you there. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes total sense to me. That's why this. That's why this works so well, right? It's just so easy to plot these things on a on a timeline. You know, and I and I got to be honest, great references, but you know, because it was such low hanging fruit, rookie, I expected more. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I, I like the condemnation, but wow! Actually, I still don't have those movies. So. You know what? Oh no, 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 coach, 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 coach. Not, it's not even apples and oranges with you. I mean, come on. Come on. What are we talking about here? Okay, so here's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with John Wick 3 Parabellum. Oh. This deal. I like that you included Parabellum in have there, to, not just John have Wick. Have to. Have to. Good job. So this deal was, in my opinion, the ultimate clusterfuck. Like, if you were just scanning the headlines, you're like, let me get this right. DeAndre Hopkins for what? What? David Johnson? Is he still in the league? Right. So, right? <laughs> and this is this is like the analogy I'm using here is that if you watched John Wick three and you hadn't seen any of the previous John Wicks, okay, like we don't okay. really pay attention okay. to the Texans, okay, the movie is just crazy, crazy, fucking confusing, right? So, like you you're watching John mm-hmm. Wick, you're watching John Wick three, and you're like, okay, wait, oh, wait a second, so it's a guy who can't be killed whose job is just to kill things. So this is Neo. You're watching Neo from The Matrix run around. You're like, wait a second, Neo is John Wick? And you're like, well, no, 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 that's not right because his hair is long and he's wearing a suit and it's not really working. So is he in The Matrix? Is he out of The Matrix? No, this can't be The Matrix. And lo and behold, guess what happens? He runs into fucking Morpheus and they have a nice chat. How you doing, John? You look as bad as I feel. Lawrence, oh, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is hanging out, chatting with him. I'm like, Larry, where, like, when did you ditch the clothes? And where's the ship, dude? What's going on here? And then you're like, no, no, wait a second. They're talking about some place called the High Table. That's That's got to be the computers, right? Because they're trying to kill them. But they can't kill them. So they're clearly in the Matrix. And then as some sort of weird sort of penance, he almost dies in a desert and then cuts off his finger but he cuts off his finger in the matrix is it really off in real life like i don't know you don't know what's happening and then he gets into a crazy hotel fight with like a bunch of mirrors like you're in that bruce lee movie what was that like enter the dragon or something like that it's just like flat out you just have no fucking idea what was going on and that's how i feel about this trade I have no fucking clue what the deal is. You get Bill yep. O'Brien that apparently it came down to Hopkins wanted more money, like 18 million bucks a year. The salary cap is shooting through the fucking moon here, guys. And you don't want to give a top five receiver that kind of money? They just gave Amari Cooper $20 million a year to stay in Dallas. Amari Cooper! I'm confused. I am too. Thank you. Uh, there hasn't been a reasonable suggestion for this trade. I've heard. I mean, obviously you hear the, the nonsense about, yeah, he doesn't get along with them, but that's nothing new. He doesn't get along with anybody, apparently. So that can't be anything new. But to get rid of this guy who, I mean, shockingly, the Texans are still a very good team or, or have very good results. They, they, they seem to punch above their weight as he continues to get rid of players. But, but th- this one, I think, is, is too much. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, he was too much of that team and too big of an impact on their offense, whether he's making other guys open or making an incredible plays and sell that. I think this is too big of a loss for them to overcome. And, and I mean, you can argue, yeah, yeah, the draft's got all these great receivers and, and do all this stuff, but he's 25 years old. And he's a proven product, a proven top five product. So, I mean, that's just, that's just asinine to me. It really truly is. And I think this will be that nail that says, dude, you've gone too far with your horrible management. No, 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 no. What, what you're for failing to acknowledge, Coach, is that in his back pocket, after he ditched Hopkins, he said, aha, but I have replaced him with an aging Randall Cobb. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and Randall Cobb was great in the 90s. Yes, okay? exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was Weren't Randall we all? Cobb the second. That was Randall Cobb the second. <laughs> this is Randall Cobb the fourth. Good lord! Yeah, so I, I, let me yeah. let me tell you why I don't like your take. Oh, no, I okay. oh. good good because, because you didn't like my take. That's yeah. What I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I don't like your take because John Wick is awesome. Oh, it is. Have you watched one, two, and three? No, no. Here's the thing. If you hadn't watched one and two, no, you I, would be I totally confused. I, I get that. But here's the other thing. Oh. It, you'd have to be a moron to confuse Neo with John Wick. He's got a beard and long hair. That's why he's got a beard and long hair. Because of those idiots out there that would turn tune in to a movie and think this guy is Neo. To be fair, I rented this movie with Coach a little while ago, so we were. This is all we talked about. That's true, and I actually I fell asleep. Oh yeah, it's a good call. He thought it was the English Patient too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read this book. I read this book. Totally right. I know. I know the ending. I don't care. I'm going to sleep. All right. I think we've kicked this dog to death. Let's fucking move on. Fourth down. Which free agent signing was the biggest head scratcher for you? Was it Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints? Austin Hooper to the Browns? Amari Cooper for a hundred million to stay with the Cowboys? Or Randall Cobb to the Texans? <laughs> or you can go off the board. Or you can go off the board. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of the four, I'm loathe to go off the board two times in a row. Oh, like, that what? would just but, be. But that's your style. That'd be, that'd be disrespectful to you, though. You put like 15 minutes into preparation for this. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm on. I mean, I'm on lockdown. I put in 19 minutes today. Holy. Yeah. So don't insult me. Wow. The Hooper thing was a bit of a head scratcher, because I thought that they already had David Nyoku there, who was, you know, like the heir apparent. He was the new kind of hot dude on the block yeah um he obviously hasn't really panned out because i drafted him last year and he did fucking nothing for me however but, uh, however yeah i did win you yeah. still won your fantasy league yeah yeah it Despite was only that through el- it was only through elite trading and maybe a sprinkling of trade rape that i managed to salvage the season <laughs> just a <laughs> just a soup of trade rape i think just, yeah exactly but the hooper okay. thing is the Hooper thing is wild because he's now the highest paid tight end ever. Oh, I know. And and they already have a guy at the position. So they're clearly going for like this two tight end uh, kind of set, which that's a lot of money to tie up, you know, into tight ends. 
right? I don't know what kind of contract. Maybe Stats Tech can help me out with this. Where's Noku on his contract here? You you got that for me right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in his uh, he's in his third year. He's getting paid about uh, five hundred grand a year. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, okay. Actually, I'm, wow. I'm efforting, efforting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> efforting. Um, so it was just it was just an interesting because the other thing is like you have to understand that like anyone that Matty Ice is throwing to like Matty Ice is the king of like overinflated stats. The guy is throwing like a billion yards a season. He's playing catch up, especially the last couple years. You know where. He's, he's averaging like 500 yards a game because he's just chucking the ball late in the game. But yeah. it was just a weird signing where Atlanta kind of discarded this guy. They couldn't keep him. And and right up was was Cleveland. And Cleveland seems to be this team that's like signing a lot of high-end guys and giving them high-end contracts. It was To me, it was like, you already have a guy... Why don't you maybe like draft you know some 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 guys at the position and and pay them peanuts? I, it was just a weird thing. Like they to make that guy the highest paid tight end ever, right? Was weird. It was a weird thing for Cleveland to do, and they might they must think that they're like one or two kind of pieces or one or two years away from actually like doing this thing. It was it, it was just weird. It was kind of a head scratcher. As soon as I read it, I was like, Cleveland, really? I that's, know that's weird. Coach, what do you got? Yeah. So off the board, it looks like for me. Oh. I, 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 I forget the list, but I'm going to say Todd Gurley. Was he off the board? Yeah, he was off the board. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah, so my issue with Gurley is is that um, <laughs> is I mean, here you have the highest-powered offense of two years ago, and then they don't use this guy. So obviously the Rams know something about him, and and they they didn't do well last year, and then and they didn't use him, and if he was up to it, they would have used him. So – here you have Atlanta, and I can't imagine how many people were knocking down Gurley's door without being able to do a physical on the guy. Right. So it's just like, why <laughs> why did you rush and then give him like, well, I don't know, give him millions, like six, seven million a year or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, like, it just seems a bit presumptive, a bit just early. Like, dude, just just wait it out. I mean, right. no, no, no one's rushing to get this guy because the Rams didn't want him, and that he was. He was the play, offensive player of the year like two or three years ago and has the most touchdowns in the last three or four years or whatever. I mean, right. he was an absolute staple. He was the, the reason they were so great on offense and they just cast him off. And just yeah. like, maybe, maybe just hold it there. Hold your water for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. I know. Get him, get him in there after, you know, this wonderful period or an ends and uh, figure it out from there. But, but it's not like, oh my God, if we miss him, everything's going to go down. It's like, you know, it's like Houston going, oh, we've got to get this David Johnson guy. He's been great for the last couple of years. Like, <laughs> this, doesn't, this doesn't work that well. Yeah. You know, it, it, anyways, it, it just it feels like desperation that doesn't need desperation. Totally. Interesting, interesting take from Coach there. I think Houston, I don't think they've watched the NFL for three or four years. <laughs> Way back machine. I think you may have figured that out. I think I think they just they live in their own world and they they're like Randall Cobb. The last I knew about Randall Cobb is this guy's a this guy's an elite. <laughs> so I, I think on that note, I think it's about time we wrap this up. <laughs> wrap, it up. wrap it up yep it hasn't been a it hasn't we don't we don't put out shows very often in the off season but i gotta tell you this one's been a winner so uh very excited uh to have the two guys join us on the show tonight and uh folks you know what we're in for a virtual nfl draft we might be in for a virtual nfl season but 
all we know is, uh, you know, this pandemic is pretty serious, so please take it as seriously as we do. Practice your safe social distancing, and uh, hopefully this thing will clear it up in time for uh, September so we can all get together again and do what we, we enjoy best, is watch the game we love. And for God's sake, stay home for the yeah. sake of football. 